Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Tim Sheaf slash The Ethics Podcast, which was formerly The Ethics and Antics Podcast, then became The Tim Sheaf Podcast. And now we're deciding what direction to go with it. But what's important is not the name of it, but the conversations that we're having and that you guys are here to join us for. Today, I'm in Birmingham. I took the hour-long drive down the A38 from my house to visit a good friend who you might have seen in many videos. <laughs> it's Brett. How's it going, guys? Also known as EpiVegan. Um, he, we first met, just to tell them that story, yeah. I was with Ben. And I always like these stories of how friendships begin because they always seem important looking back. But we were with Ben and there were, someone was telling us, maybe it was, do you know Tommy and Kane? Did you know them before? Yeah, I knew Tommy and Kane before, yeah. And they were saying, oh, this guy, Brett, he calls himself EpiVegan on Instagram. He's our friend. He's been vegan for a year and he wants to cook for you guys. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. When can we find time to do it? Whatever. It didn't happen for a few months, maybe. I think I was, Yeah, I'm and then you were away for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I remember we spoke seeing... a bit online as well. Mm -hmm. But then what, what I liked about it is that when we then did meet, it was at the... Bright, was it the Bristol or the Brighton one? Brighton. It was in Brighton, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and we just, I thought we just like hugged and we were just brothers, you know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. I could tell from, from yeah. your vibes, from seeing the video you did with Benj as well. So Benj, I was, I was away at the time. Maybe I think I just went raw in Hawaii yeah. and I was looking back on videos of Ben eating pizza. You cooked a Mexican pizza for them. Yeah. And they said how good it was. Uh, that's really cool. And then... I came back and yeah, we, I guess we met in Brighton and then I eventually, me and Ben both came to eat and we were raw. You made a, you didn't cook for us, but you yeah, prepared. Stuffed peppers. Stuffed peppers. That was really, I remember that. Actually, I was right here banging, banging those peppers, yeah. cheese all over my nose, yeah. raw cheese. That was really good actually. So that was, that's the story of me and Brett and you make YouTube videos like that where you go next. What would you, what'd you do? I basically interview compassionate, interesting people. So anyone I think mm. has got an interesting story or maybe mm. um, the recent interview I did with um, Sarah, Sarah Jane Crawford, mm -hmm. she's bringing out an app called Viapi um, and it's kind of, um, it's similar to other apps like at Happy, you know, at Happy Cow and things like that. Yeah. But instead of just being rest, uh, restaurant finders, it's also got recipes on. So it's kind of a go out or stay home, we've got you covered either way kind of a vibe cool, and I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so I made a dish off her, off her app, oh, which was nice. But um, yeah, that's kind of the vibe to it. I just and, interview and people cook, I like. You never, it's not never about how much following they've got, it's just about no. people you find interesting, which I really admire that you're not trying to collab and, and jump off of people's coattails. You're trying, you're genuinely like, you'll interview people with like less than a thousand followers. Mm -hmm. And in my head, the, the business mind is like, what are you doing that for? But obviously, but I override that, and, you know, they've obviously got an interesting story and all these people have, and it's yeah. some of the people you've interviewed, you can name a few, Kyle, the vegan yeah, rapper. Kyle, so Carlo Sol, obviously yeah. he's got And you said he's, he's got one of the most views out of all he's your videos. He's still got the most views, yeah. yeah. He's got a really good view count on that um, and he's got a really good engagement. People leave a lot of comments. Comment. He can be a bit of a Marmite guy, so he can get a lot of hate. Mm -hmm. From within the vegan community, as you well. know him, he's the guy that did the vegan ratways driving in the van, in yeah. the van British guy with top knot. Mm. Uh, and then you've got people with over millions of followers like Lucy Watson. Yeah, Lucy Watson from... and her sister Tiffany, both on like Made in Chelsea. Um, mm. And they're they're quite entrepreneurial, quite inspirational women. They've got their own like businesses and things mm. like that. And then uh, people like Jamita Samara, who's a stunt woman. 
um, mm. been on James Bond, uh, Game of Thrones, then like Chase Armitage, Chase yeah. Armitage, um, really inspirational guy, really, you know, very zen, very like, mm. you know, peaceful guy and stuff, really appreciative of um, everything around him really. Yeah. Um, and it always makes, I just find it makes for an interesting conversation. But like you were saying about people's following and stuff, yeah. I just, I think of it as similar to other podcasts that I see where people have, like podcasts that I see where pe people have people on to interview. And then later down the line, when they've done something like released a movie or a special or whatever, mm. they have them on again. It's like a callback. Remember last time we had such and such on it. I just, I want to build that with the people around me. So it doesn't matter what someone's following is like now, if I find someone inspirational, they're just going to keep growing as a person. That's a really good way um, to look at it. Yeah. And then hopefully in the future, I can have them on again and say, they'll look remember at what you from the start from, as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, where they've gone. Yeah, you can I really want to get Felix on. Felix Price. Yeah. yeah. We can make that happen. Yeah. Someone commented the other day and said, you're going to have more Felix Price on this stuff because he is such a, a good energy to have on, but he's in Thailand at the moment. He may have done the smart move, we're not so sure, of uh, going away for winter. Because mm. right now it is middle of December, it snowed. Did it snow on Wednesday for you here as well? Yeah, when it snowed yeah. For you? And it snowed a few days before that really hard and you were snowed in. You didn't mm. go to work that day? Or? No, I didn't go to work that day. Okay, no. so you got a snow day. So yeah. this is middle of December, it's not even winter yet. Technically winter comes no. in a week's time. And uh, we're just battling through the winter. Um, I recently made a video where I talked about my diet. And I want to come back to you and mm -hmm. talk about you, how you can be. But I call it this, the, what I'm on right now, I call it the slowing diet. So uh, I, I call it the opposite, it's basically the opposite of fasting. So I eat anything and everything that I want without any guilt and just to see how that affects my body because in the past I would have eaten this stuff and when you get in the health, into health foods, you start to neglect and reject bread and pastas and things yeah. like that because you start to learn, oh yeah, you, know, the opt you start to learn the optimum things. And when you get sensitive, sometimes you can eat bread and actually feel it affect you. And then, and then you're never sure if it's affecting you just because you read that it's bad for you and then you're eating it with that in your mind that as you're mentality. eating it. That it's, it's so multi-layered, this whole thing, the world, ex mm -hmm. existence in life and the earth is that way. Um, so I'm fascinated in that stuff and I like to go on empirical data, which is what you've experienced rather than anything that you read in a book. I just use books as guidelines, give me ideas and then I, I try things. So trying to eat this and someone actually commented on that said so that sounds very similar to a book called, uh, called Intuitive Eating and basically okay. the, the story is you eat whatever you want, when you want, as you feel, without any guilt and eventually, and this is what I feel I'm headed, you just stop eating the stuff that's bad for you because it's the guilt that sort of it keeps you hooked. You know, G is like a hook shape, you know, it's like it keeps you hooked onto, the, onto those bad habits and it's that, that self-defeated, um, added, like, what's it called? Like, sabotage self -sabotage, sabotage sorry yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think we all have an element of that and, and I think we're raised in this sort of culture where it's in our subconscious somewhere and it's like I know where I could be and the person that I could be if I ate the right way but I'm just not there yet I've got these things to deal with in my life you know I like that because our culture is very much set up where if you turn to me and say you know I'm going complete straight edge I'm going completely sober no drinks no drugs no mm. nothing everyone will turn around to you and say you need advice though, don't you? Like, yeah. you need to be naughty occasionally. Yeah. Or and whether it's food and you're going raw, it's like, yeah, but like, you never just fancy pizza. And it's like, people always not put a barrier up against you, mm. but they just judge you by what they feel is realistic or like what they feel like an average but, human yeah. does. Yeah. And it's like, it's that guilt element that puts in your mind again, well, yeah, it's a little bit naughty and maybe I have got to be naughty occasionally. Yeah. 
So it's like treats all the time. Treats with food, and that's very much putting put in our society. Interesting on that though, Alan Watts, who's one of my favourite spiritual entertainers, as he called himself growing up, said that every human needs a vice, otherwise we're a robot, right? Okay. But your vice could be cashew nuts. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it could be, and he was a drinker. He just said, he, he died of alcoholism, but said, I like who I am better when I'm drunk. And you can't really argue, no. argue with the man. But I, but I do completely agree with that note of the society we're in where everyone would want you to have some like smoking or, or, or drinking or burgers or pizzas, like you say. And that's the beauty of, I think, the, I really think with ethics, we're building a family and a unity and, and a world which is supportive of the better decisions we make. And, you know, and I think yeah. it's good that we can have, then have people around us that are, that are pro that. And also at the same time, learning that, that alcohol or cigarettes or other, other vices aren't actually bad. It's the habit that's bad mm-hmm. and, it's being, and it's relying on them every time. And that if you, you can have control over that and learning to balance them. And there are things to learn from all these different physical altering, mind altering, spiritual altering substances. There are things to be taken from them, but it's not over and abusing those things. Um, and it's, it's interesting what you said about intuitive eating because it's okay to do that and it's a freeing thing, but it's about the actual intuition of it. So actually listen to your body and doing like a feedback loop. So saying, mm. not just going out and saying, well, I'm intuitive eating, I can just eat till I'm full, I can eat whatever I want. But if you're not thinking and you're not thinking, okay, how does my body feel right now? I feel a little bit bloated. Mm. I'm not going to eat bread. I'm not going to eat yeah. bread because I feel bloated because I'm like intuitive about the way I'm eating. Yeah. Like I actually feel like I need greens. In my, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the actual feed of that loop. And it's because some people will take that as, oh, you're just saying you can eat whatever you want when you want. Well, I'm just going to eat pizza and ice cream all the time. Yeah. But it's like, if you're actually intuitive about the way you're doing it, yeah. you're listening to your body. Yeah. And that has to come as a later stage to, mm-hmm. just, to, to just do it. And it, like I say, it is multi-layered. You couldn't just eat pizza and be healthy. But I think if you ate pizza compared to the person who eats pizza and feel guilty, I don't know, you could take twins and do that experiment maybe. I don't know, something like that. Mm. You feel bad every time you do it. Like before you eat bread, read a book on how bad gluten is. And the other guy, you do it with no guilt. Or, you know, that would be interesting to do. But it is multi-layered and it isn't just as black and white as like mm. what you eat affects your body because there's so much more is an intention. And that's what we're learning as we grow in this universe is like, law of attraction and those little rules start to come into play and it's how you know that they're really detailed and fine lines of, of, of each of it um, but to go back to Brett as we've got you on here I'd like mm-hmm. to hear your story towards veganism how long have you yeah. been vegan for and, and what got you thinking that way so I think I'll be vegan about two years in March um, okay. and the actual reason I started looking into veganism was you're a Pisces vegan yeah. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so um, I started speaking to someone um, that I work with. I don't actually work with them anymore, but yeah. um, we were chatting at the time. And he watched a documentary where they did tests on twins and they did blood tests on them. Mm. And he said, what was interesting is the vegans were the healthiest. And I said, no, I don't believe that. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, they said they tested the vegans, blah, blah, blah. They were the healthiest out of the lot. And I, I said, surely they'd be deficient in something or surely like that was where my mind was at, at the mm. time. So I like Googled it, blah, blah, blah. I was like benefits of a vegan diet. Looked, I was like looking a little bit and it was like all coming up good. And I was like, okay. And then I put reasons to go vegan. And the first video that came up was 101 reasons to go vegan yeah. where he does, it's a really interesting video if you guys want to watch it, but he does um, 
like the Rochelle test for people. He talks about if you went outside and you saw someone hitting a dog with a baseball bat, how would you feel? And everyone's kind of like, I'd either hit the person yeah. or I'd call the police or whatever. And then it's like, what if you went outside and it's a pig? It's like, it's the same feeling. We all know it's the same feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, whether someone makes a sarcastic comment about it or whatever, like we know we'd have the same feeling about that. And I thought, wow, it's so hypocritical that people are doing that or worse, they're, they're killing the animals. Mm. And because I don't see it, I never raise the alarm. If someone was in my, in my garden next door and I could see them harming animals all day long, mm. I'd be on the phone to the police, I'd be going around there every five minutes because sure. it's under my nose. Yeah. And I mean, we're like that with all world issues anyway. Like things, like I read a fact once or well, I heard it in a speech once that as many people die from genocide every two days in the Congo as died in the Twin Towers. And, really? Wow. But it's never in the news. It's yeah. never in papers. Yeah. No one ever speaks about it because it's not in our neighbourhood. Yeah. And it's exactly the same with veganism. Because there's not a slaughterhouse next door to you, yeah. you don't think about it. Um, and I, I felt so hypocritical by just watching the, the yeah. documentary or the, the talk that I came home, identified anything that wasn't vegan in my house, um, and I gave myself like a two-week grace period. I never ate meat again from that moment on. Okay. I just couldn't stomach <laughs> the thought of it. Yeah. Um, which is strange because even in that time, I still had distanced meat from dairy and stuff like that, even though there's still the murder attached. But like I, in my head, it was more of a direct thing. Mm. Um, so I never ate meat from that moment on. I gave away anything that was meat. And then I just ate anything that was like dairy or anything that was left over that kind of two week period, I just never bought anything else. But from that moment, I never bought anything else that was, wasn't vegan. Yeah. But I just kind of got rid of whatever was there. Um, That's nice that you gave yourself that two week buffer because I think a lot of people that can enter veganism then can feel guilty, like, right, I want to be vegan. And then within a week they're eating cheese and they feel guilty and they stop. And yeah. it's, it's not, it really is about helping people. It's okay to transition. I was very aware of that because like sometimes I've gone into something, whether it's like a workout program or anything, with the mentality of I'm going to be perfect from this moment on. Hmm. Do the, and the little, the smallest slip up, like you said, like eating cheese, mm. and you feel guilty and you just back into your old habits and it's a slump. And I was very aware of that. So I was like, I'm going to give myself like the two weeks to think deeply about it and think, how do I feel and do that kind of intuitive, like yeah. thinking about and like doing like a replay in my head of how I'm listening to my body and stuff. Yeah. Um, I just kept feeling better and better with it mm. but it's interesting what you said about like the kind of intuitive eating earlier and the feeling guilty about things because I often say when you have a new vegan mm. they always say how good they feel yeah. and it's so linked mental health and their physical health yeah. they're not only putting more nutrients in their body because they eat more vegetables yeah. and like more nutrient dense foods they also feel more compassionate and feel like a they've got less guilt attached to them. There's a subconscious release of that guilt. Yeah, like, yeah. so it's all a t it's yeah. all combined. I always explain it as like, there's this like cardboard outline, although it's probably not a cardboard, it's probably like a giant orb outline of, mm -hmm. of your highest, fuller self, of the fullest, truest you, yeah. right? If you were born on Earth at the peak moment of humanity, civilization, whether that was in the Cometans or whenever that was, Atlanteans, or to be in the future, there's that figure and wherever we're in like, I don't know, are we in the dark ages, are we in the bronze age, wherever we are, and this, if, if there are yugas and there's a 26,000 year cycle of humanity and just like we have seasons, we have consciousness seasons and we're like 
somewhere low maybe coming up you know we're not at the golden age it doesn't feel like it anyway i think we'll we'll, we'll kind of contribute towards that yeah but you are this person now and there's that figure of you you're higher it could be just your high self and when you become vegan you take a big step closer to that and you feel a yeah. little more light. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. A, I think that's, that's like you're growing into the person you can growing, be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're growing into the person you can be. You're meant to be. You are inside. You're, you're, you know, and you're getting more connected to that. And I even felt that when I went raw was like a step. I was, I was saying the other day in the video that I was more. Uh, well, you referred to yourself as raw Tim. Raw Tim, man. Yeah. He's more eloquent. <laughs> you know, I could, I could speak a lot more fluidly, and amongst other things, and that is for me a sign of being closer to my higher self, being you know more connected to something to source whatever whatever that is um, do you think that's, that's something you'd go back to like raw do you think oh yeah 100 percent. Yeah. next year yeah i'm just trying to follow seasons right now i, yeah. I think I, I think there is i try and look at this long-term plan right because we just had uh, bread and rice and mm -hmm. i've been i had bread earlier today bread is that um what to call it i don't want it to be like the beacon of evil, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? What do they call it? White death or whatever. But yeah. I've, I've got an over. That. I'm not treating it like that right now, right? But in an ideal world, I would eat whole food, plant based, mm -hmm. right? Whole food, plant based, steamed vegetables, and then towards raw if I was in a more tropical climate. And when I do eat whole food, plant based, I do feel a good level of. I feel satiated from like steamed potatoes that I don't feel from raw foods, and I don't feel. Uh, sometimes I can feel dopey after eating bread. If I eat too much bread, you can feel yeah. a bit, you know, a bit almost like stones in a way. Mm. Um, and so I think there's that that middle ground there would be to eat whole food, plant based. And I feel the world we're building in as we become more entrepreneurial, as we step away from previous careers and lifestyles and lifelines that we've had and into this newer world that we're building where the people around us are making more conscious choices, are headed towards health. We might just live in a community where, in, and this might be five years, it might be 10 years, which isn't really that long in a lifetime, I think. And especially if you're healthy, you're gonna live for longer on the end of that anyway. So I'm not in a rush to get to whole food, plant-based, raw tim, or whatever. Because mm -hmm. I know that in five years, 10 years, we'll be in a community or around people that it's just natural, intuitively, we've got to that stage of self-love where we're making those choices. and temptation is the devil right mm -hmm. and the temptation will not be there because it will just will have abundance of options of the healthy one and like i say it could be five years could be 10 years i'm going to enjoy this stuff for now i'm going to enjoy these old habits for now and wait another year or another six months and then work and then as we become closer together and everything changes and people around us uh, grow and evolve and meet and merge and it's like i think we're really going to get to a stage where we are eating more optimally because from now to five years ago before i was vegan six years ago, there's massive steps. And then even yeah. to actually this year, I went raw for four months. Like I would never have thought I would have even done like three weeks at the start mm -hmm. of this year. Now to have that as a chapter of my year, I'm definitely growing. Not that I feel any better now than maybe I did this time last year. But when I look at actually the things I've learned and grown, it's been a good year. Yeah. Is there anything like that for you that this year you you tried and achieved or you've grown in that you may have stepped back from now but the next year you're going to come twice as hard again? For me, this year, it's been so much about um, trying new things. Um, you did Rogers for a bit. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I did, yeah, I did probably just over the first two weeks, uh, maybe a little bit longer. Mm. Um, and then I, I had other commitments and work where I went away and it, it just became yeah. very difficult for me to kind of maintain it. Um, I think it was a very good experience for me to kind of experience it and kind of know how I feel on it. Yeah. Um, because personally, it's I used to fast a lot and it's very similar to fasting to me. I feel like my body's not spending so much time processing and burning up all my energy processing stuff and dealing with everything and breaking it For down. Sure. It's a lot. I feel yeah, I feel so much like I'm more cleansed and ready to go at any time. Like I've got energy on tap. Mm-hmm. Um, which I liked. I really liked that about it. So I'm definitely keen for doing it again next year. Cool. Um, but next year I'm definitely gonna go back to fasting a lot. Do some more fasting. Um, yeah. I think I, like, used, I feel like fasting is like some black belt stuff. Maybe not black belt, but it's like yeah, up there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, go on. Yeah, I'd never do a fast where I didn't have water as well, like mm-hmm. certain religious fasts and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'd always have water. I think it's just I've heard so dry good fasting, to be cleansed. People have done dry fast for like within like a week long fast. Mm-hmm. They'll do like a 36 hour dry fast period. And they do speak about that as being like the most empowering part. Because they're realising they're going a whole day and they've not actually done anything and they mm-hmm. feel fine. And that actually some of our organs, in order to cleanse them properly, they need to be dehydrated. Because imagine they're like a sponge mm-hmm. and as long as we've got water in them, they stay inflated. And actually when you start to dehydrate, it squeezes and it releases some of this stuff Toxins that's clogged, and things, and clogged yeah. up. So never say never. No, but, no, but, never but, say uh, never. Um, but that's interesting that you, that you, you yeah. want to go back to fasting. Definitely want to go back to fasting because I feel at times... Um, with fasting, it's kind of like when you make the decision, okay, today's going to be a day I just fast. It's so much easier. It's, there's two elements to it. So one is that your body's not working so much, breaking stuff down, as I just spoke about mm-hmm. with, the, with the raw thing. But as well, it is a mental element. You have so much more free brain power. You're not thinking, where's my next meal coming from? Do I need to snack? Am I hungry? Am I hungry mm-hmm. right now? Instead, you're just like, I'm not eating today, so that's it. Yeah. I'm getting on with all you the stuff. I feel it. more productive because mm. I can get on with stuff because I'm not thinking about food constantly. Yeah. Um, and it's almost ironic because like, I'm so f- into food. Yeah. But I think you need to have abstinence from something occasionally to appreciate it Way as well. More, yeah. um, but it's, it's interesting what you said about the raw thing because... Hot climates is so much easier. It's so much easier. To Maybe do that, we'll just have to go away. For yeah. This, this August. That's cool. That was one of the highlights of the year for me. If we talk about highlights, was mm-hmm. doing August with you guys, like the the people. Yeah. That that follow and, and join us at Ethics. Seeing how many of you people, whether you made one day or thirty days or thirty one days, whatever, just to have people go, yeah, this is what I want to do because we are predominantly a, a vegan company for vegans, you know, by vegans, mm-hmm. and. 
Rogus is something for vegans. We've got Veganery to get people onto the vegan wagon. And that's a great tool. And I think we vegans need something because veganism isn't the end goal of health. Like it's no. not. The, isn't it's just it's a great step on respecting the planet and the, the animals. And not saying raw is the end goal, but you feel differently when you're eating raw on your body. And I feel like it's a, it's a certainly a, I felt a step closer in my experience of it. Other people may feel differently, but it's good to try something new. And the fact that within veganism there's so many options, that's like a whole option within veganism, and it's cool mm-hmm. for people to experience it. And that that month was amazing for us. Me and Ben worked so hard, and you know many people came along and helped us, and we appreciate everyone along the way. Ted Carr doing stuff with him as well. Yeah, and we launched some some new gear. We we're very happy with. Um, when you you say like veganism isn't the end goal Mm. what I like about that is I see very much veganism being like the first whether you call it like a gateway Gateway. or a step to kind of consciousness so I think you've actively said I'm conscious about my impact on the Mm. world the environment and myself you know like loving yourself and doing what's right for your body and then there's other levels to it so whether you think more about waste and plastics and things like that, things that aren't recyclable and how you deal with that, um, or whether you start to look into raw things and stuff. What I'm very, very conscious of in terms of the levels, though, is that some people are already up here and they are living in what they feel like is a very, very conscious manner, Mm. but they completely either distance themselves or forget where their journey started Mm. And they can put other people off veganism because yeah. of that. So I put a post up recently. I was working on a recipe that I'm going to release of veganuary, and it was um, it was like a chocolate mousse with like Oreos embedded in it. And it's you know it's a tasty recipe, but instantly I got a lot of people saying um, palm oil, palm oil. Yeah. you know, palm oils in, in Oreos. Um, and I get that you know palm oil is not a good thing purely because of you know. Um, it, the impact on the environment of the deforestation to make palm trees and 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 palm trees blessing. don't house as yeah. many animals as other trees and they also aren't as good for the environment and as you other hear trees. some things say sustainable palm oil right and yeah. then some people say there's no such thing as sustainable yeah. palm oil but recently I convinced my friend um, that I work with to do veganuary and he was already in the mentality where he's like I'm going to do veganuary and then after veganuary I can't wait to like carry on with it he was really excited yeah. He saw the comments on my feed and said, oh, I can't be dealing with all these palm oil warriors. He says, I'm not going to, yeah. he says, I feel already, like if I can't be perfect, it's almost not worth trying. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because I'm trying, I'm trying to get people onto that first step. I'm trying to make them open the door to that consciousness yeah. and then say, gradually, because people need things gradually sometimes, like you can't go naught to 100 in like no time. You kind of gradually say, Oh yeah, I noticed, you know, you were saying the other day you were eating this. What kind of peanut butter were you using? Because you know this peanut butter's got palm oil in, but there's this alternative that's pretty much exactly the same. It doesn't they're have They're doing it. it out of care, but yeah. there's ego attached to it, right? So because they want to tell you they're on that level. They want to be the person, yeah, they want to yeah. show you where they are and be the person to correct you. You're wrong, I'm right, even mm. though you've got more followers than mm. them, you know. And, that's, and the thing is, that's what ethics is not about. Mm. We're about removing the ego, removing the eye, so it's about... And we are not perfect. You may see no, us, you know, come back. But we still worry at the same time. But you, you have to. That person should DM you and speak to you, ask you, you know. What I really respected because yeah. some people went mad at me on my comments, mm. um, and I explained, you know, 
this is for get people new, new people into veganism stuff mm. like that and what I'm about and one person DM me and said hey I really like all your stuff but I saw the comment about palm oil I'm really anti palm oil have you tried these cookies these cookies and these cookies cool. these are other cookies that are similar to Oreos but don't have palm oil that's in. great yeah. and I'm like I messaged them back and literally said, I love you because you didn't argue with me on a comment thing, which I wasn't arguing anyway, like, it, you yeah. know, it wasn't heated, but like, there's ego attached when it's on the message board. Yeah. People can see that other people, and people like start scoring points against yeah. each other, like I'm more, I'm further up the scale than you yeah. are or whatever. But for someone to DM you and have a private chat, just exactly what it's like in life if yeah. you have an argument in the middle of a bar or in a room or whatever there's other people over listening there's ego attached all the time mm. if you have a you know conversation together and say i saw you do this the other day i don't mm. really agree with that like yeah. you thought about this you're so much more likely to be accepted mm. and go oh i didn't realize that impacts on other people so much i'll take that on board and that's ethics without the ego exactly yeah, yeah. that's what we're about exactly Wicked. cool man it's good you got to experience that I was telling you a story the other day that I, sh I shared with these guys if you don't mind me saying it no. again on a, on a similar tip was that uh, about three or four years ago Jamie Oliver was going to try Veganuary and it was reported in some papers actually and then Vegan Gains made a video about Jamie Oliver and in the video actually talked about killing I don't know if you mentioned eating but killing Jamie Oliver's children as a reference to Jamie killing you know baby pigs or baby sheep baby you know that kind of stuff which from from one perspective I like vegan gains are just saying it really bluntly without any mm. care but it's, you've got to humanise it in a way and doing that and he, Jamie Oliver ended up his team ended up putting out a release about saying we're not doing veganuary because we don't want to be associated with a community that has people like this which on their part is a weak move because they're backed out or something but at the same time you can see then where vegans are actually having a negative influence doing something out of care but when when the ego and there's anger involved it can only end up pushing people away and I think that's the real shift in, in veganism of, of the last few years is yes you need to be activists and let people know but at the same time you can make equally big steps when you step back from being attached to being the person making the change and just trying to live it a little you know um, and yeah so I, I just found that that's interesting that's like a direct reaction of someone yeah. being angry and, and reacting and pushing uh, their message and then someone pulling taking back taking someone in. like Jamie yeah. Oliver yeah. out of a game who could have been such a key player yeah. in promoting it to yeah. so many people the way I like to think about it is um, and I don't know I personally I don't think I've had this conversation with you before I don't know mm. how, you, how you personally feel about it but I the thing that doesn't make me the thing that makes me want to be vegan is at my Disgust at factory farming, right? Yeah. And in yeah. just the how irresponsible you are as a, as a species and how we just pollute the world and, and enslave animals. But I don't look at a lion killing something, you know, on the plains of Africa and think that's terrible because that's their food chain and that's actual nature. And just like if I got attacked by a bear, mm. I mean... 99% sure I'm, I'm screwed, but I'm going to fight for my life. I'm not just going to let something kill me. Yeah. yeah. Because that's nature. If something attacks you, you, you defend your, you, you know, your children or whatever. And that is nature. That's how we're, we're built. So at the same time, that is a, that is a direct thing of nature. Like Jamie Oliver wanted to do something 
he was making a compassionate move, but he has been attacked and he's going to react to that. The ego is involved. Whether you're going to make a compassionate move or not, the ego becomes involved then Mm. and your natural reaction, like he, whether that's a blunt statement or not, you feel like someone's attacking your children. Yeah. From here, what we're going to, what's the topic? Can you guys give us a topic? (laughs) Scroll through. We just wait. Oh yeah. Who's your vegan inspiration? This comes from deck one too sexy. (laughs) Deck one too sexy. (laughs) Um, my vegan inspiration uh, to be fair there's like there's so many there's people for different things like mm-hmm. like I love looking at like people like um, Felix's stuff like the spiritual side of it yeah. um, cool. which is always like really yeah selection. which is really inspirational and the other day he posted about uh, eggs and male chicks and I think he's got quite a following of people of Londoners that are into calisthenics that aren't quite getting veganism and I think yeah. it's really powerful that he doesn't post loads of vegan stuff but when he does it's something like because there's probably some vegetarians that think that the problem well, vegetarianism is better but they probably mm-hmm. think that yeah I'm vegetarian but eggs they probably don't think they're suffering with eggs Yeah. and for him to post something about eggs I think he's using it wisely and at the right time and about mm-hmm. the right subject so yeah. yeah go on no that's good Yeah, that, that's exactly it and like mm-hmm. using it if you're someone who doesn't go on about it all the time and then when you do post, people are more likely to kind of pay attention to that post as mm-hmm. well. Like, he's earned their trust as well, like, with stuff, which is good. Um, yeah, kind of... James, really, I put James Aspie up there for me. I uh, like what he's doing, definitely. Yeah. Like, he's getting out there. Yeah, I, I just he's remember... So active. He was one of the first sort of guys that I looked to that was similar to me that was speaking about it the same way I felt. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a good moment for me because it made me realize this guy inspires you because he's kind of like you and doing something powerful when he, it was after he did the hours, uh, years, uh, no speaking. Yeah. Now that's, that's incredible that he did years, no speaking. And then for him to come on TV and say purely how I felt and just to see the people around him not comprehend it at all because of their own attachments to that food or that food that they, they yeah. consider food. I was like, damn, he's speaking his truth. And that is powerful to me. It resonates with him. That's why I always need to speak what I feel in my inside me. Because there's always going to be other people on the other side of the screen like me that go, thank you, someone from my demographic kind of thing is speaking for me. And, yeah. and I just want to, and that inspired me in that moment. And so I'm always grateful to him for that. He's very passionate and he's charismatic. Mm. And I think if you've got someone who's compassionate, compassionate passionate and charismatic it can it's only good it's only good it mm-hmm. only promotes people yeah. speaking out about the way they feel um being yeah. kind of proud of it which is really nice yeah. um it's interesting what you say about kind of having people on the other side of the screen kind of saying you know i'm glad someone feels the same way as i feel because we mm-hmm. kind of spoke a little bit before about um obviously having like the circle that we have now of people which is really nice Mm. but how we kind of feel for some people who go vegan and then they don't really have any other vegan friends to bounce ideas off or to go and eat with or whatever um those people inspire you yeah because they're so they're so like it takes committed to being lonely exactly and And they're just still doing it it's more important to them yeah they're still doing it that's you so important so much respect yeah Yeah. bless up it's so good like that you're just sticking with it and you're taking Mm. the harder road that's compassionate Mm. you're not giving in to people who are like do the you know whether it's the guilty thing or the naughty thing going back to that like it's so easy to just be tempted you know give in to temptation or go back down a non-compassionate way of living because of what your surroundings are. Yeah. And 
it's just so strong for people not to do that. But as well with social media, yeah. it's such a brilliant way to outreach to people and, and bring them back into the circle. I think the meetups are so good for that. Yeah. Fruit ups, meet ups. Yeah, yeah. What's a better word than meet? No. No. Doesn't matter. Just gang up. <laughs> gang up, yeah. Be gang but like, up. Yeah, like family dinner or whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to call dinner. it. But they are to get people together. And even at the ethics meetups, there's people that are like in relationships now that met at those meetups. Because that's the thing within veganism now, you get into subcultures. Yeah. And I think we are one subculture within that. And then there's people that are coming to that that may not be able to go to a veg fest and feel like they totally fit in. Like, I went on a vegan cruise recently. Yeah. And there's a thousand people eating 100% vegan on a boat. And it was awesome and it was cool to see. But also I felt like now I'm part of a vegan subculture that wasn't present on that boat. There wasn't that many people I could gel yeah. with. There's a couple of runners and people like there and I hung out with them. But compared to what the little, little things that are popping up now, it's really interesting. Um, is there any... We've done highlights of 2017. Yeah, and if... Well, that's cool. At a point. It's gone. Is there any athletes that you saw or people? Well, we saw Robbie Williams just came vegan. Yeah, Robbie Williams has gone vegan. That's interesting. We Lewis Hamilton was massive. I was, I've got to say it. We always talk about a funny anecdote with Robbie Williams. Like, yeah. local to where we grew up, people go on about a story all the time about, like, Robbie Williams went to Anoki. It's this little restaurant off the A38. And they always say, like, he paid for everyone's meal. And the first thing I laughed about, like, when I heard it, because you hear that from everyone who's from where we're from, the first thing I laughed about is that now he's vegan, and I hope we hear, like, he's paid for his vegan meal somewhere. Yeah. It'd just be so funny, like, to hear that. But, what a G. Yeah, yeah. He apparently he paid for everyone's meal if, they, if no one asked him for pictures or yeah. bothered him in the whole restaurant. Yeah, big up the A38. He's got a couple of mentions <laughs> yeah, in this episode. I live two minutes from <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, Robbie Williams... I'd say Lewis Hamilton because I, I just remember that Instagram story where he put the text saying he'd never felt it was like three weeks in never yeah. felt better he's not looking back and I'd just seen him the other day with Conor McGregor and I'm just like that's a good yeah, you know good. slowly slowly we'll get that Mr. McGregor will come around to the real fight that's going on on the planet have you heard not, much from Neo recently? no because Neo seen, went vegan yeah, his hairline but I've not back. heard yeah but I've not heard much like about him since, so no. hopefully he's still sticking with that. I think there's the basketballers is the biggest revelation from the whole of there's there's uh, the footballers, NFL players, yeah. and then the basketballers, and they're both have got massive like big players, stars, Kyrie Irving from basketball. I can't name someone from NFL, but obviously those like the three hundred pound mm-hmm. vegan was like the original vegan NFL player, yeah. and uh, technically didn't do massive impact within the sport directly but actually he inspired other people to go vegan and like sort of a um, pass it on effect more and more people have become vegan from that and it's and there's, they're feeling amazing from it and then uh, the basketballers that are doing it are feeling amazing it's only a matter of time before within soccer within mm. our football I think they'll, you start to see that maybe in 2018 yeah. that will be what pops off and I think we need a couple more documentaries in Britain Carnage was actually Carnage is one of my highlights of 2017 did you see that? I'm still not watching it, man. No. I say, yeah, comedy, bro. You like yeah. comedy. I think that's one of my highlights of, of uh, 2017 for me because it was a new angle. It was a new type of activism. And that's what I want to see more of in 2018 is not just, here's the facts, go vegan. Like, I want yeah. to see people using <clears throat> art to be creative, to spread veganism. The other day, I was a little chill and I got back to mine and I was, had some energy. And um, it was after we played Monday Night Basketball, actually. And 
had some energy and I wrote a stand-up comedy routine in about 30 we mentioned it right we I mentioned, mentioned it, to it you, yeah I spoke to I Tom about it the other day the, the gold is on here okay. so at, the, at least I'm going to do it at a Woodstock Fruit Festival okay and if not before another festival do you want to go to an open mic before that we could go to an open mic and I could, yeah I'd definitely yeah. practice it because yeah. I because I still want to do one as well cool. like I've got I know you've got some stuff because yeah. I said to you someone needs to do it on like spirituality or that stuff mm-hmm. and I just thought I've got a couple of stories the one even just you know the one story that happened in Bristol mm-hmm. with that girl North East you know Naughty Elephant School never eat shred a week that kind of I'll save it yeah. but that kind of those kind of stories mixed with some other stories of like you know the, I sleep on the floor I do other things there's always there's always a little joke to be made in each of yeah. them and it's, so it's just finding what's relevant in your life and then making it funny and then you're right if you do an open mic and you can approach veganism but from a funny angle to these people you can drop and actually the last joke in my thing I don't touch veganism in my whole piece until the very end and when it's going to sound like it's a joke it's not a joke and I think that's yeah, yeah. you know but there's, I think that's what I want to see more of in 2018 is people using that art to promote veganism yeah and a very interesting thing um, I found very inspiration when I heard Russell, Russell Brand talk about his um, comedy um, mm. and he's a vegetarian himself but he talks about how comedians use their comedy to detonate areas of consciousness so Mm. the reason people feel so offended by comedy often um is because they so feel like the barrier has been removed because you can take something so serious and rip it from them and say no i'm going to make it a joke and you're holding on to something like no i'm i am offended by this and then Mm. you realize that your offense is a choice you're choosing to be offended by something and when someone detonates that area of consciousness or removes the kind of armor from around you on whatever Mm. it is you can feel very vulnerable but that's part of the comedy that's how it works so you can you sometimes you can draw people in softly softly and tell little jokes and things like that and smack them in the mouth of something that's really hard hitting similar to kind of what you've alluded to a little bit there yeah um and you can, you know, you can go away from comedy with something, a seed that's planted. Yeah. I th- and he said, if you want to tell him, as Russell Brown said, if you want to tell him the truth, make him laugh. Yeah. And I think that'll, as, as we get into this, there's been 30, 40 years of activism that's done one way. And I'm excited to see the new seeds of creative. And that's the thing is people, artists weren't fo- focused on consciousness or their diet so much. And I think artists now... That's why I always admire the people like Moby who were on it from the beginning. They didn't have to see it. He didn't have to speak out about it. People would have been fine with him not doing it and yet he still found it important. So I always have respect for the pioneers yeah. that are artists that did it from the beginning. You know, and that's, and that's one of the reasons as soon as I saw it, I spoke about it because I thought regardless, and I got you know, backlash from the parkour community for that and I got some people that will probably be forever grateful because I've helped a subculture within parkour of, of you know, respecting the yeah. environment athletes. Bro, the amount of people, obviously, I'm at festivals and all the time got, yeah. and stuff, and the amount of people that come up and just kind of say, <clears throat> I followed you from parkour days, you're the reason I went vegan. Sure, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you, you got some backlash, but you took that, you just absorbed that for all the other people <laughs> who were waiting for that to come along and saw it and took it on board and went on their own journey. You've got to step out on the edge. And you know yeah. what happens is the universe rewards you when you make those commitments to yourself because you see something that other people don't. And you feel, it's a, I take it as the universe wants me to speak on it because I'm, I'm aware of something. Somebody just hasn't thought of something in a certain way that mm-hmm. I now am aware of, you know. Cool. And on that note, we'll leave... 
we'll, I think we'll do another one of these at the start of the year and we can talk about things we want to change things we want to do and we can and look, get, ahead, get, look yeah. ahead and we can get some ideas I like that um, and you guys hopefully can join us there if you enjoyed the episode here's in the comments with some subjects maybe we'll choose a couple topics for the next video it can be veganism or spirituality absolutely anything you guys want to talk about thank you guys so much for joining us subscribe nice. to the ethics youtube channel um, subscribe to, the, to the, the podcast check us out on instagram at ethics if you want to get some ethical clothing you know we're changing the game in many ways we're changing the clothing game ethics.com ethics without the i you already know thank Tell you Brett. ego out of it yeah man veganize your wardrobe be nice to each other, friends. <laughs> yes, tread light. <laughs> All those good catchphrases. Thank you, Mr. Epi Vegan. Thanks for the beautiful curry we ate just before this. And I look forward to doing this again in whichever setting we're in. Peace. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.